0: Welcome to episode four of the Wander Pass. Ty here. I'm joined by my boy Terry Roethlisberger and Tristan Tanner. Today we are going to be going over the tour season so far. So these guys are two months into their tour. They've been traveling all over the western southwest part of the United States, Arizona, Nevada, Texas. And uh, first off, what's going on, boys? What are you guys Uh, up to?
1: So, me and my girlfriend are chilling in Russellville, Arkansas, this week for finally, I guess, an off week. So we've been playing since the first or the third week in in February, I believe. So yeah, we've just—I mean, I haven't had an off week. It's been back to back to back to back tournaments. So I'm I'm, just—I'm—I'm excited to finally take a week off.
2: Yeah, and I've just been here hanging out with Terry. I I mean, obviously, I've been out for a little bit with my wrist injury, but it is nice to kind of have like a break weekend and not really have any obligations for a week. Just kind of chill for a little bit. So
0: uh, let's just do a quick little recap of your guys' tour season. So they've gone from, well, Terry started down in Arizona, started with Tristan, met up there. They didn't play any tournaments there per se at first, but they went to the Las Vegas Challenge. From there, the Memorial Championship, Waco, the Open at Belton, and then Texas State. So five tournaments into the year for Terry. Tristan, with your injury, you've only played – well, you've played four in total, uh, two of sort of the bigger – well, I guess only really one of the bigger ones if you don't count the Memorial anymore. But uh, let's start with you, Tristan, since you've kind of been sidelined with your your hand. What's going on? How's it feeling? And uh, is there a – Uh, dates that you've kind of picked out for a return potentially
2: yeah so to fill people in who haven't or haven't known i i punched the ground at memorial and ended up spraining my wrist slash the back of my hand and luckily i there was no breaks or anything like that Uh, initially i thought it was going to be a pretty quick turnaround time with how the pain was progressing and i was expecting to be able to play um like the open at belton or texas states uh that didn't quite go how i expected and right now i'm actually pain free until i start to try to throw a disc so i can do kind of all my daily things but the pressure that goes on your hand when you try to throw a frisbee is so much that uh, i get this shooting pain down the back of my hand still it is getting better but that's gonna kind of push out my time to play a little bit longer so now i'm hoping uh jonesborough will be able to play but i'm kind of just taking it week by week right now and not really setting any expectations with it Jonesboro's
0: a couple three or four weeks away yep. i want to say um so it sounds like you have an issue with your grip then right putting pressure down i assume you're talking mainly like a power grip
2: um, yeah so it's actually all grips um and it. I, I can actually apply the pressure to grip it, so like gripping the disc is fine, but it's not till I actually go to throw. There's just that like surge of that grip you have to, you kind of un, uh, like unconsciously put into it to throw, and that's that's what's bugging me right now.
0: Okay, interesting, and I know uh, following you on social media, you just got a second opinion. Was that opinion similar to the first or was it different? What's going on there?
2: Yeah. So I initially just went to an urgent care to make sure nothing was broken, but then I went to a, uh, I forget what they're called, uh, orthopedic, uh, doctor, uh, who specializes in hands and just kind of got it checked out more in depth and thoroughly. And basically, they just kind of reaffirmed what I had already knew, that it was just sprained, but kind of told me more about where it was sprained and kind of what had actually happened with it. So that was good, but it didn't really change uh, what I knew about my injury.
0: Okay, so for, like, the pain, did they say anything about, like, a nerve issue or anything like that? It sounds – it's just interesting to me. I'm trying to figure out exactly what's happening.
2: Yeah, no, he said – He said it doesn't seem that there's like there's any nerve issues that it was just a sprain uh, between the knuckle on my first finger and middle finger. So that uh, tendon or ligament that crosses uh, those knuckles got strained. And then as well at the base of my pointer finger where that bone on the back of your hand extends down closer to your wrist. That got compressed when it hit the ground and strained that Uh, tendon right there and that tendon uh, doesn't naturally have uh, pretty much any range of motion so really any any bit of movement in that really strains that area and that's that's really what happened
0: dang yeah that's that's crazy that's you know like you said kind of fortunate that you didn't break it but also it's just kind of a lingering pain that's going to be there for a while and you just i know you're probably just wishing that it would go away every day and it's been what that was memorial that was the end of or the first week of March so it's been almost a month since that injury. So I yep. wish you nothing but the best man. Hopefully you get back sooner than later. So Terry, how about you? We are 1 month into the season. You are freshly on tour with your new RV. How's life going out there?
1: Uh really good. Um of course there's a couple things that went wrong. Uh we got it fixed up in Arizona. We had a bunch of people come out and And help out with, like, the plumbing, the electronics, or, uh, like, we had a battery issue, so I had to replace a battery. Um, But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's going good. Uh, My girlfriend is pretty much cooking every single meal for us. Uh, We're trying not to go out as much, even though there are, there was some really good barbecue uh, last week. I think I ate there Mm. three times? I, I, yeah I think I ate there three times and we got like this this baked potato with uh cheese and sour cream and uh, brisket. It was so good. It was so good. It,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Health. What do you So so what do you think about that Tristan? Tristan, you're a vegetarian, correct? Uh, I I'm vegan. <laughs> vegan. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about like You're hanging out with Terry a lot, and I saw Terry the other night post. uh, I think you guys were grilling up steaks or something like that, (laughs) and then he showed you (laughs) grilling up your mushrooms or whatever it was. So what
2: what kind of...
0: How does that go when you guys are out on tour hanging out? Like, Tristan, you kind of do your own thing, or does that work?
2: Yeah, I kind of do my own thing for the most part. I mean... I don't really. I don't have anything against it. I eat meat my whole entire life. I I'm eating this diet more from uh, just like a health standpoint. It makes it so I can't eat out as much. I have to kind of pay attention more what's going into my body, and so, I I mean I'm totally fine hanging around people grilling or eating whatever. <laughs> Catch them. So. Yeah catching fish I, yeah I
1: literally a fish a pound and a half steak. yeah it was they it were was massive so steaks i, I cannot thing.
2: believe it they were huge <laughs> I, ate the whole I love thing. steak so much
0: I, what kind of steak was it oh uh, prime rib oh my god yeah i love i love i love i mean i love all cuts of steak pretty much and that baked potato, like you said, it's a fatty baked potato with uh, some brisket, maybe even some bacon topped off yep. on top of it would be so freaking good. Health. <laughs> Health. So <Wow>. good. <laughs> <laughs> the nice cold beard on a relaxing day down hey, in Texas while you're out there fishing, man. I saw that. That, was, that looked like a good time. So... What has it been like? I know you have a couple buddies with you, or they've been with you for the past couple tournaments. Are they are they hanging out in the RV? They they riding along with you? How's that working out?
1: So Ben and Marky Chap they uh, they both actually headed home uh, last week. Or I mean, Marky headed home this week, but Ben headed home after uh, Texas State's. So yep. they uh, they're taking this off week, and marky's or Ben's taking his off week and uh then he's i believe he's coming back for jonesboro and then uh, marky headed back to massachusetts and he's he uh his like mini tour is i guess done so he's waiting to come back down for i guess uh I, or i think uh ddo
0: so. sweet so those guys do they plan on hooking up with you later and I- Sleeping on the couch. I uh, don't know the plan, what the plan I, is. I don't know what know. they what they want to
1: do. Also, gotta that's, gotta make sure it's okay with the girlfriend.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna. That was my next question. What she feel? I bet she feels pretty relieved uh, this week.
1: Uh, yeah, she. I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty nice not having anyone else in the uh, in the RV. But I mean, that's also it makes the expenses a little bit a uh, little bit higher. So I mean, I got to sell a couple yeah. more frisbees, or I mean. Like, my last two weeks, I've been playing a lot better. So, if I can keep that up, then it'll just, I mean, it'll make living on the road a little bit easier.
0: For sure. And, by the way, I don't know if you saw the disc that Erica sent me, but this thing is amazing. I don't know what, if Discraft is... Put some different dyes or whatever swirls in their machine, but this thing is crazy colorful. And uh, go get you a Terry Tour Stamp disc right now. You still have some available? I don't, but I just
1: placed an order for the month of April. And then uh, also uh, Jeff Korns and my girlfriend uh, helped me make a website. And I'll be hopefully nice. dropping a bunch of those here in the next couple of weeks for uh, restocking them with just some buzzes, uh, zones, forces, and nukes. Dope. What's the website? Uh, com. I think. I'm not 100% <laughs> you should, sure. You should probably nice know plug. that. Nice plug. Yeah, it's probably... I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make a post about it. It'll be a little bit
0: easier. <laughs> Wow, the confidence in that plug! Yeah, yeah. Um, so, who who came up with this stamp? Who did this the artwork for this? Uh, cool. So,
1: a guy on a uh, guy from uh, Discraft. So, I just I met, shot uh, Bob a message asking if the guy that did my UConn stamp last year if he was still working for Discraft, and he was. And I just told him, "Hey, I need a new stamp. I'm just looking for something a little bit more simple, and just with my name, so that." Uh, cause I didn't hit a Yukon or any other car this year. So I had to make something yeah. different.
0: All right. Well, shout out to the guy.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> <they> <laughs> didn't tell me his name. They didn't tell me his oh, name. I don't No, just, He's just the guy. I was like, I mean, whoever the, it the, is. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> the yeah. guy
0: Discraft. this Thanks bro. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, this thing is sweet, man. It's got a different, um, stamp foils too that i've ever seen it's like a different type of rainbow stamp which is pretty cool but uh yeah check out terry's website here what about you tristan you had have you come out with the tour stamp this year
2: uh no so i haven't came out with my 21 or yeah my 2021 stamp yet i'm just waiting uh for some specific molds to get back in stock as i mean latitude dd west side we're all totally sold out of this just couldn't keep up with the production over the off season and so i'm just waiting for some of those to get back in stock hopefully uh in a month here and i'll have my 2021 stamp out it'll just be a a new kind of iteration of my van stamp that i've had for the past three years now two years something like that
0: yeah i think this will be your third year it's pretty sweet that's awesome. I know I know. working for Wander, trying to get a couple um, stamps done, it's just pretty much impossible since I really don't have an in with any company. And not that I'm looking for an in with any company, but it's obviously hard to get some um, custom stamp discs this time of year with the whole COVID situation. So hopefully you can get those uh, out to people here in the next month or two, and we'll be sure to promote those as well. Yep. Um, so let's go ahead and get right into the next little section here. We're going to talk about... Uh, the first five tournaments they played this year. I want to know, uh, we'll start with you, Terry. What has been your favorite tournament so far and why?
1: Uh, I, I mean, it's probably going to be Belton. I mean, yeah, I placed the best, but I felt like I could attack that course a lot better than any of the other courses that I've played. And uh, And it's not like Vegas where I have to play three different courses in three days. So I mean okay. I I love the Vegas courses but it's I mean it's Vegas most people go there they don't they don't go there to play the tournament they go there to escape the cold weather and then also just party. So like Belton Belton was super fun the course was I mean I mean I wasn't shooting like 16 down but it was it was a lot of fun and I just I I guess I really enjoyed the course. So there wasn't there wasn't a lot of holes where like Texas states where you had to just throw a line and hopefully you got through.
0: Okay, so that makes sense to me. So as far as the course goes and why you liked it, so according to the scores, I think that Belton played a little soft as far as par goes. Is that a reason why you liked it? Because you felt like, oh, hey, I'm shooting. I, th- I can't remember your best score. Was it like 11 down or 13 Yeah, it, down? Was,
1: it was 11. And it wasn't like that. I just felt like for the, the holes that I was playing, I felt like I could attack them a lot better than the ones for uh, at Texas States. Like Texas States, I really liked the course for like some of the holes, but there was just – or a lot of the holes I liked. But there was just some holes where – they were just nitpicky or like you had to throw and then you would try to get lucky through the trees.
0: Yeah. A and lot more placement type shots. I, that, it seems like uh, the hole would be four, 500, maybe 550 max, but it would be kind of almost like a dog leg and you have to kind of place your shot in a certain area and kind of, and almost get lucky to even place your shot.
1: Yes. There was, I mean, there was probably four holes that I just, I wasn't a big fan of. So, it was like... I mean, yes, they were good holes and they had a line off the tee, but then, like, halfway down the fairway, you kind of had to get lucky if you didn't throw it on that exactly two-foot line. But, I mean, that's... Okay. That's... It, so like I said, just practice
0: more, I guess. Do you think that is due to, like, just the amount of trees that were in the fairway? Is that yes. what it was?
1: Yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, okay. my... I guess... I like like wide fairways that you're able if you go in the rough yeah it's a bad shot but i mean my my type of golf not park golf but i like wooded golf kind of like kind of like waco even though i didn't perform like waco i love the course because it's not like it's it's not like you have to get every single birdie out there i mean yes to win the tournament you have to get every birdie but it's there's they have fairways Yes, there's that one, the first, like, it was a par 5, hole 9 or 10. There, There is the one tree that, yes, it could come down to make it a great hole. But, I mean, that's it's whatever. That's just me complaining. Everyone sure. has to play it, so <laughs> just got to get yeah.
0: used to it. Yeah. What about you, Tristan? I know you didn't play some of the other courses that Terry did, but you were there. And I think you have experience there in the past. Maybe not Texas State's, but... What course would have been your favorite, or what course do you think uh, so far on the, the, not, the D, not the Disc Golf Pro Tour, but so far on tour has been the best?
2: Yeah, so, so far, I mean, I'd have to say probably Waco is is my favorite. Uh, I, obviously, I didn't get to play it this year with my right hand. I played it lefty, um, nice. <laughs> which was pretty brutal because the gaps were really yeah. tight. Uh, but it was a blast. Waco's a really fun course with having the, the kind of two different nines one that's really tightly wooded and one that's kind of more open a little bit more eagle opportunities kind of and it just gives you this really cool dynamic that you don't get on a whole lot of courses and uh, it's also my favorite just because of the whole community there so the parking lot's open for all the rvs and vans to park at all day uh, we're able to stay there the night so it's a really cool community just all the friends hanging out and it's just a, a blast of a time definitely one of my my favorite tournaments of the whole season
0: right on that sounds awesome yeah that's that seems to be you know one of the best aspects of going out on tour is being able to be around all your friends and foes at the same time and hang out and really build that community and that friendship and that bonding with everybody that's involved so terry one thing you brought up was las vegas has the three courses um i believe Every tournament besides Memorial, you've played just one course. Uh, what does every? I mean, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about the three different courses out of four rounds versus the two courses in four rounds versus the one course in three rounds? Like which which tournament style plays best?
2: I I'm of a believer, or I'm a believer that I think we should only be playing one course. I I think it just makes a lot more sense with how we only have a couple practice days at each event. Uh, I think it would minimize and kind of able or make us able to manage our schedules a little bit better with kind of taking off days and whatnot. But if we have to practice three courses and we were only able to get there on Monday and tournament starts on Thursday, we have to play one course a day, maybe even multiple rounds in one day. And that's just kind of a, a brutal lifestyle. And so having just the one course makes it a lot more manageable from a touring pro standpoint, uh, just to make kind of make it everything flow better and make us able to perform to our best ability.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Like I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, playing three different courses. It's, I mean, it's, it's very tough on the body trying to play two, three rounds a day, and also you're splitting it with the am fields. Like you're playing the same course as the ams. So you're yeah. sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting on every single hole, and it's just it's it's not fun. One yeah. thing
2: I would like to – I would say is I think that if we could bring in kind of – I don't know how how much our listeners kind of pay attention to the PGA Tour, or how much you do, Ty, or I don't know about you, Terry, but they play the same course every day, but the maybe there's a tee change or there's definitely a different pin position on every hole every day, and I think that could be yeah. kind of cool, where we're playing the same course, throwing generally the same shots, but having this green area maybe maybe within like. 60 70 feet of the original basket position and just move the basket around for each day yeah and kind of make the course play a little bit different then you can make uh the course we play on sunday the hardest pins the course we play on friday or thursday the easiest pins and add that still like kind of dynamic change to the course without making us have to play three totally different tracks
0: yeah, that I think would be the ultimate goal. They kind of do that with USCGC. They have a couple different pin placements. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think this was probably wrong, but I think Beaver State Fling might do that too, or yeah. I feel like they have the opportunity to do that. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's a really good point, and that's actually something I've thought about with our tournament here, the Des Moines Challenge, is uh, we're going to do a three-round uh, tournaments and at the same course, but yeah, on maybe on Saturday doing a different pin than Friday and Sunday. And it's just, it, obviously it takes a little more money because you have to have sleeves for every, every pin position. And you'd have to kind of create um, a sort of a player's pack that explains that, or not a player's pack, but a uh, the player's book, the caddy book that would explain that. Uh, but you think people would be able to figure that out. Like when mm. they're playing the course, like where the pin is at, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I absolutely love that idea. I think – I mean, obviously I'm not a touring pro or anything like that, but we want to make things as – like you said, you want to be able to play to your full potential when you're out there on tour. So if you have to go – if you have to go from Arizona to Las Vegas and that's a, whatever, six to seven, eight-hour drive and you get there on a Monday and your first round is on Thursday, you basically have two days to practice three courses. Like, that's just not – Uh, ideal for you guys to be able to play to your full potential and even when you're going from like say Chicago back to Des Moines you know it's a five six hour trip you get in on Monday I mean I assume you wouldn't want to play the same course for four rounds because you would still only get two max three days of practice when you're even going four to you know four to five to six hours away. Do you guys have any feeling? Like, I, I know Waco and Texas States for both three rounds. Would you prefer three or four rounds on one track?
1: Uh, so, I guess for, like, an NT, I mean, you could probably do four and then just do, I mean, try to do the, yeah, the different pin locations or two different courses. Yeah. But three different courses is definitely, it's it's a lot harder the to try to balance off. Like, because I only got one round at the infinite course. I, I did that the oh. same last year, so I only got to play one round at the Infinite Course, and then I get two at Innova and I get one at Factory. So that's yeah. that's what I pretty much set myself because the Innova course is, in my opinion, my favorite course out of the three. So I want to do I want to do better at those courses than I do at the other two courses, and I feel I can. I can balance my game around, or I can attack the, uh, the Innova course better than Innova and Factory.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah, and kind of going back to your question, the the three versus four rounds on the same course, I think I think that we're kind of moving towards where maybe, like, I think personally that all our tournaments should be four rounds. I, I don't think that everyone thinks that, but I think four-round tournaments <laughs> just kind of decide uh, who the best player is on that course, uh, every single time, uh, it's possible to kind of fluke your way through three rounds and get yourself a good finish, but you add in that fourth round and it can really be the deciding factor. I don't know if we're at the point yet where um, like non Pro Tours or NTs majors should be at four rounds yet. I think all of our uh, Elite Series should be four rounds before we start moving the Silver Series, A Tiers, and those things into four round tournaments. But I think in the future, definitely four rounds on on one course uh, I think is going to be pretty standard.
0: Yeah, for sure, especially with the – I love the alternating pins uh, idea, and it's definitely doable, especially on all those courses. I mean, the courses I've been on, the Disc Golf Pro Tour, have been there for at least the past two to three years at minimum. I think they would be able to come up with those alternate pins. So this begs the question that, uh, you know, Brody Smith and a lot of other people have talked about, if you go to four rounds – Do you do a mandatory cut after the first two rounds?
2: Yes. 100%. Nice.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely the future. Um, You know, not being involved with the Disc Golf Pro Tour or whatnot. I don't have a whole lot of insight on what they are thinking in the future or even having different – I mean, every course you go to has a different tournament director. So, I mean, what their thoughts are on that. But ideally, I would love to see four rounds – Minimum two different pin positions over the four rounds, if not, you know, all four. Um, The only issue I think would have to be you can't mess with the pars. So if the hole is a par four, you have to have it be a par four every day. You just have to find an alternate spot for it. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that, like I mentioned, kind of keeping it in that same like 60-foot green area, I think kind of moving forward, we... Like at some point, I think implementing having circle one and circle two still, so we can kind of mark those those stats for putting wise. But I think having actual like specialized green shapes for each hole, because sometimes you could be 25 feet away from the basket, but I wouldn't call you on the green because you might be behind some bunker trees. Whereas other times you could be 100 feet away, and I'd be I'd say yeah, you're definitely on the green putting. So. <laughs> kind of then moving around that green surface would would keep the pars the same, but make the holes play drastically different.
0: Yeah, the whole term "green" in disc golf it just doesn't really apply to the, like how it does in regular golf. So, yep. yes, I mean you could be I mean you could be ten feet from a hole and be five feet deep in trees, and mm-hmm. you have no way. I mean you have to pitch out, so that's not really. I mean that really would not be considered being on the green in golf. So, um, yeah, just kind of cool things to think about, I guess, like we'll see where the future of the sport goes. And I mean, the, the pro tour and the PDGA are doing things different every year. So I'm sure they've already got it in the plans for next year. Um, from here, I want to go into, I guess uh, we're just going to talk about the tournaments here as, as we go. So, one thing I want to know is what has been the best and/or most professional tournament setup that you've seen so far, as far as a player like all the amenities you want, like uh, like you said, parking, like a, a warm-up area, driving range area, um, just professional tee pads. I mean, because we still don't even have like you know, uh, not unionized, but um, we don't have Standard. standardized, yep. you know, tee pads everywhere. What what tournament or course, I guess, uh, stands out above the rest?
2: That's pretty easy, and it's Vegas. Vegas is is so professional. It's by far, uh, I mean, strides beyond any other tournament, really, we play. I mean, they have the nice t- turf tee pads on every single hole, uh, great caddy book, uh, great hole markers, a very, very clean course, and the whole... The whole property, I mean, there's, like, 20 practice baskets, a 800-foot-long driving range that's 200 feet wide. Uh, I mean, huge parking area. I, like, I think for property-wise and just the way that they can set up that event, it's, I mean, it, it even beats out, uh, like, the some of the majors I've played. So, it's, I mean, Vegas is just way above everything else right now.
1: I was going to say Vegas and then also... Waco has a pretty good spot, and then also Belton. Like those, Belton and Waco, they were they were really good, uh, just places to be. Like they were really well run tournaments. Uh, I didn't have any problems. Like if I had a question, I would just ask them, and they were they were really good about it, like answering or like with Waco, you could stay on the uh, on the tournament grounds. They they opened up that, like I guess where the boat ramp was. That's kind of where everyone parks. So they just, everyone posted up and stayed there every single night. But, uh, and then Belton, it's just, it's, it used to be a golf course and they just, they opened it up and they made a disc golf course on it. So it was, it's a really scenic place, but it, it has the potential to be bigger, but they can't really close it down because it's not a gated place like Vegas. Like Vegas was probably the most professional place Mm -hmm. because they're able to say, no, you can't be here.
0: All right. So with those answers, it sounds like you guys both enjoyed kind of the disc golf course style on the ball golf course. Like, do you guys see that being the future of the sport primarily being played on ball golf courses Is that what you want it to be or is that just because, you know, ball golf courses are in place so they have large parking lots and they have the professionalism and they have the open areas that you can use for that? Like, how do you guys see that playing out in the
2: future? I'll head off on this one. I think the – I think for me personally, I think the the ball golf courses right now are – such higher level of professionalism, not because of the courses themselves, but because of the private property. And I've talked with Brody about this a fair amount, and I think once disc golf moves to private courses where we can control what's on them you can control everything about the property we're going to be able to get these very nice wooded courses that are going to be able to accommodate camera crews accommodate spectators because you'll be able to cut fairways on the the sides of fairways for the spectators to walk or room for the cameramen to walk and still be able to control everything that's happening about the course whereas right now the only private courses we have really are these big open ball golf courses and I think ball golf courses are great for that professionalism but I think from the level of shots and the the variety in shots you have to be able to perform on a ball golf course I just don't think that it'll hold up in the long run I think that that private wooded course long Kind of wider fairways, like Terry talked about liking earlier. I think that's kind of kind of where the sport is going to eventually push towards once, once we have a little bit more money and and people start seeing that it is a good business plan to open up uh, or to buy some property or, or use their property to open up a course and uh, make it for these bigger elite series and big A tier events
1: pretty well said i would would agree with
0: that (laughs) (laughs) yeah hit hit it right on the head (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah it's just kind of interesting to see how the sport is going to play out as far as that goes as far as you know the elite series tournaments go obviously i mean when i think about my tournament again is i want to be the spectators to be able to see what's going on and we have a really good wooded course here that everybody enjoys but it is in my opinion is horrible for spectating. Yeah. It's, it's super hard to get the people through the course because you know, the tee pads are only, well, depending on where you're at there, they're not, they could be far apart, but they're, you know, you're going through woods, so you don't have a whole lot of room for let alone like hundreds and thousands, not thousands, but not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of people to walk through, let alone, you know, 50 people to walk behind you. You can't even get 50 people to go through the fairway. Um, with them being able to see what's going on so it's interesting because and people really do like to see the full flight of the disc so they want to see you throw long shots and see how it flies you know left to right right to left all that good stuff so i don't know just something interesting that we can talk about as the year progresses as well all right sorry terry you said you had a question
1: yeah what uh what courses are we playing for the des moines challenge is walnut in there or uh
0: no so it's just pickard Oh, just Pickard. Just Pickard. Ah, yeah, dude, you <laughs> tore it up there.
1: I know. Yeah, I know. But you guys are making it longer,
0: which is not my uh, best forte. It's a little bit longer, but I think, um, I think it's really fair, and I'm really interested to see what the scores will be. It's not technically fully finalized right now, but a lot of the holes are the same. Like one, we're just making longer, I think, and two, we're making a little bit longer, but they're both. Fair. They're both like 800 foot shots. So you, you know, you should be able to, but they're open, they're open 800 foot shots. So you should be able to, you know, you can throw 450 feet back in and you throw your, you know, 250, 300 foot. You know, sidearm upshot.
1: Tristan is laughing right now,
2: because, <laughs> no, no, because I cannot throw 450. <laughs> Ter- so, okay, we gotta go into this a little bit, because Terry, Terry doesn't think he can throw 450. Terry thinks that his only number that he can throw, and we joke about it all the time, is 395. No matter what what he throws, he could throw <laughs> he could throw Onyx on a Heiser, or he could throw full flight nuke like smash, and it still goes 395, even if it's uphill downhill doesn't matter so terry we joke about this a lot but terry definitely has 450 of power i think he he leans on more of the control side and doesn't throw full power all the time so, i don't like throwing hard exactly throwing
0: hard hurts hurts yeah yeah you, yeah, you got a nice smooth throw i mean i don't know do you throw a lot of um not understable but just like you know, mid stability disc that you can flip. I feel like I only st- see you throw overstable stuff.
1: So my least favorite thing that I don't like when my discs do is flip over and go right. Like if I'm throwing a backhand and my disc goes right, I don't want that. I get, okay. I, get sca- I get scared. That's I mean yeah. I do, and then for sidearm, if I have a disc go left, that's I don't want that to happen. And so mm-hmm. it's yep. like it it kind of. I mean, yes, that's disc golf. That's how you get more distance. But I like when my disc just stays on the hyzer and then flips up to flat and then hyzers. So it's that's yeah. that's my like strongest point of my game right now.
2: Hmm.
0: So God, that, I have so many questions for that. Then, so I take it you haven't thrown like a Hades much backhand. I did throw
1: one Hades, and it was a really stable Hades. I, w- I would throw it on a hyzer, and then it would go right, so I took it out of my bag.
0: So, okay, I so, just, I, yeah, so, interesting. Cause I, I, I'm, and I'm wondering the same for forehand. So, I assume you've watched Big Germ throw a little bit here and there, like hole seven at Waco, how he throws that flip-up, mm-hmm. uh, understable sidearm. So, you don't enjoy watching that flight, like, where you throw it on Heiser and it flips up left and then at the end fades back. When
1: other people do it?
0: Yes, it's it's really nice to
1: watch. The only th- I guess the only time I like when I'm throwing like that the I don't like the Heiser flip to stand up. I can throw like right now my like my shot of choice is a forehand onyx. Like I don't yeah. I don't really touch the nukes I like anymore. I mean I do like when it's wide open, but if I'm in the woods, I'm throwing like an onyx turnover or a hyzer flip onyx for okay. for like my choice of shot.
2: And he is throwing them like butter yeah. right now. There, he is throwing them <laughs> nice. very well. It's very annoying. Tristan's <laughs> playing left yeah, though. You've been, so.
0: you've been crushing it. Yeah, top. Yeah, what fourth at Belton, 16th at Texas State. Pretty amazing. I think there was what over, I mean. There's so many competitors these days. Let's see how oh, many. It's, it's so many. over 100 and what? 130? I think like there's that?
1: 130 at Belton, and I believe someone said there was like 140 at Texas States. I mean, we yeah. could probably yep. figure that out. 140.
2: But, yeah, there 140 was... 140,
1: exactly. Oh, really? That's... Big. Boom.
2: Terry's number game's on I mean, point.
1: It, God, I'm good. 395, <laughs> yeah. 140, same thing.
0: <laughs> Man, I mean, that's pretty impressive considering... You are like lacking a whole variety of throws in your game.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, burn, <laughs> burn, burn, I, I mean, Yes, but <laughs> I do. I do the uh, the shots for I like the last couple tournaments. I finally was like, hey, just attack this how like to what you're good at. And right now, it's yeah. flicking an onyx. I at at Texas States. I think I threw three drivers, and that was. For them to go like on a sidearm, I threw my force, and that was that was about it. I, otherwise, I did yeah. not touch a driver. I threw an Onyx on just about every hole.
0: That course was so interesting. I don't know if you watched the. I'm, I, sh- I assume you didn't, but the uh, uh, Jomez round preview with Big Germ and Yuli, and they attacked the course so differently. Like Germ said, he was throwing forehand on 17 out of 18 holes. I think. And Yuli was like the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was pretty random. Um, and also, also their banter is just hilarious. Like, yes, <laughs> they're just like uh, an old mom and then pop, like just arguing at each other over everything, which is so funny. But yeah, that it's it's crazy how you can attack all these courses. And yeah, you just rely on your game, your skill set, to do what you know you're best at, and it's going to get you the best results. You can't go outside the box when you're trying to. I don't know. I guess basically, be a professional and make money at what you're doing. You have to stay in your lane and know what you're good at, and that those will get you your best results. Basically, yeah.
1: it's like you're you're not seeing me playing center at basketball. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna if I'm on, also if I'm out a position, I just I, what I would do is I didn't go for it. I just pitched it up and then threw a better next shot. Like I could I could sure. honestly say this weekend, I yes, I probably got upset, but I didn't get. Like, dumb upset and let my anger make the, or like get the best of me and throw a bad shot for the next shot. If that makes sense,
0: yeah, it's just you know, your mental game. You can't let things overcome you and overwhelm you. It's you got to take one shot at a time. I know that's probably the hardest part of the sport is you throw a bad shot or you miss a 15 20 foot putt and it ruins a lot of people's next hole, next few holes, entire round. So, I mean, obviously, forgetting that and moving forward and focusing on what is at hand is the ultimate test and probably gives you the best results moving forward. Um, All right, let's move on here. We've talked about the most professional slash best tournament. What has been your favorite city or location or place that you have been to?
1: I really liked Belton. It uh, It was just really nice and calm like it wasn't it wasn't like a super big city wasn't a lot going on but it was just they had a lot of stuff there that you could just you could hang out and then they had some like parks like we went to this uh uh what is it it was like chalk something falls it was like some waterfall at this park and you had to go hiking to get there it was we brought
2: the dogs and it was it was pretty fun
1: like it was
2: sweet yeah we got in the water and uh, apparently there was water snakes in there but we didn't know that when we got in Ooh. so
0: yeah <laughs> where okay this is a dumb question i don't where is belton is that the
2: town or? 45
1: minutes directly south of waco
2: yeah it's, it's right in between waco and austin so okay, pretty much the
0: town or city the city is called belton yes yep. okay nice yeah i mean the it was fun watching um the coverage and the live coverage as well. I mean look, I mean Ricky and Paul were just torching it, so it seemed it doesn't, I mean, not that it seemed easy, obviously. That that's a problem with watching disc golf on Jomez or whatever coverage is. Oh, you look looks so easy, you know. I think you brought that up last time, Tristan. You're Like, yep. Oh, these guys can do it, I can do it. So yep. I get that same feeling with you. All right, so Belton was that the place you guys were fishing at and hanging out, like there was an R V park?
1: uh oh no that was tyler oaks that That was tyler oaks there was uh they had two like man-made ponds on their uh rv at their at the rv park so me and uh we played i played pretty good at uh belton so we went and bought some fishing poles and we just we did a little fishing right uh it was i think it was like less than 100 maybe 200 feet from where we were parked So, and they had, they had bass, they had pike. We didn't get any pike, but, and there looked to be like some type of carp. Like it was a big fish. We just, we never caught it. And it kept, every time we did get a bite, it would like break our line. So then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Could have been a catfish too. Yeah. They're pretty popular down there, I think. But yeah, that's all, I mean, that's gotta be kind of, I don't know though. The word I'm thinking of is serenity, but I don't know the, like, singular version of that, like, serenous. <laughs> it must have been a pretty, like, fun little atmosphere to be there just kind of hanging out by the water and chilling with your buddies and your girl, cooking steaks, having a just amazing time because you're playing so well, I would assume. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it really was. It was, I mean, it definitely kept the uh, the mindset of just like it it didn't even feel like tour life it was just it was like i'm back home and just enjoying life just what i what i wanted to do every single time i go and play disc golf tournament
0: hell yeah for sure all right so opposite of that and i'm not trying to uh like begrudge any city or place that you've been but what has been like your least favorite so far and why has it been the least favorite? Arizona. Really. Wow! Memorial, Ooh. Memorial, for city-wise.
1: Oh, I thought you meant tournament. No city. Oh, city. Ah. Okay. Mine would be Vegas oh. then.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Vegas. It's just it. Yes, it's fun, but you can't spend longer than a week there.
2: Oh yeah, definitely not. For me, it was it, It's ah oh, man, it's tough because it was either either no, it was probably Waco just because i i couldn't find a single health food store or anything <laughs> that i could get food at it was so brutal like there was there yeah it was that that's my least favorite solely for that reason i'll leave it i at that. tried finding him a big
1: steakhouse but he didn't go for it yeah
0: there was one on every corner yeah <laughs> texas <He's> a- roadhouse <laughs> yeah <laughs> So when you were in Waco, you, you didn't go to uh, Chip and Gaines' place. and go to the Silos.
1: Uh, no, we didn't. I mean, yes, we had time, but we really
2: didn't hold have on, time.
0: Hold on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Erica was just right behind you. So, did she want to go to the Silos? Does she know what that is? I want
2: no, Really you go to the Silos in Waco?
0: That's that is. Uh, she's giving me like the death stare the, yeah. right now.
2: So, yeah. <laughs>
0: shouldn't have brought that up. No, out, huh? I
2: went. I went there in 2019. It was it was a pretty cool place actually.
1: It was terrible. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's that's all I've heard is bad things. Right? I thought it
2: was fun, but I, I like that stuff. <laughs> She's so. giving me the death stare right now. So, <laughs> uh,
0: poor Erica, man. You gotta give. You gotta make time for her, Terry. Make time for her. Do what she wants to do too.
1: We're doing that later. <laughs> We're doing that later today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> later today? Yeah, we actually, You guys. That. I mean, yeah, I yeah, now you can finally go on night and stuff since you got the boys out the RV. Exactly. Yeah, there's uh, there's more time for us. So yeah, with
2: hopefully with a plus one, nice. I'll, I'll join too. Yeah, so. Tristan will be there, oh, there you go. <laughs> and
1: we got the puppies too. Ah, so <laughs> it will be five people. So
2: <laughs> five beings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Very nice. So. With that, so your least favorite place, let's go to what is the favorite thing you've done non-disc golf related? Maybe you've already brought it up a little bit, but what, um, besides just getting out there, hanging out with the boys, playing disc golf, what has been your favorite thing that you've done? My, for me, I would say
1: hiking, also like all the different food I've eaten. I'm a I'm a food person. I love food. Yeah. Eating different types of food and I hate dieting because I can't eat all the different types of food that I want to. Yeah. And it's yeah, I would definitely say like the hiking aspect, the fishing and just being outside. Like it's it's a dream come true.
0: All right. So before we get to you, Tristan, what's the best food or restaurant or whatever that you've been to? Ooh.
1: We went to this place uh like last or two nights ago we went to this place called uh sumo and it was it was a really good hibachi place uh i thought it was super good i mean it's kind of hard to mess up hibachi but i mean it was really good yeah (laughs) um we also went to was that in
0: texas or arkansas it was
1: arkansas so we're uh doesn't
0: yeah doesn't really matter but i don't think i've ever heard anybody say like you know, mid-south United States, their favorite place has been hibachi. Especially when you told me that you have been hitting a barbecue. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: Rudy's was super good, too. So, and then we also had, what was that place in uh, Belton? That barbecue place that we went to. I don't know. Um, Austin, my buddy Austin Hannum told me to... Oh, oh it was. it's called uh, Miller's Smokehouse. That was really good. They had, like, it was like this bowl they literally called it like their famous bowl, and it had like a little bit of everything in it, and it was Hell, it was it was pretty amazing. Like I,
0: all the smoked meats.
1: It's yeah. It's it is hard for me to choose one food because I'm just a fatty. So oh, like yeah. if you someone asks me what's your favorite restaurant, I'm like I I honestly can't tell you because I love food. It's just me
0: me too. I'm with you. I feel you on that one. All right, Tristan. What's been your favorite thing to do non-disc golf related? I know you've been doing a lot of it. I know you did the vlogging there for a bit. I don't
2: know, I don't think that was it. But what else has been kind of your favorite thing? Yeah. So the vlogging was actually really fun. I really enjoy daily vlogs. Just from uh, a standpoint, like a viewer standpoint, I think it was very niche audience that like would like to tune in every single day to see what I'm doing every single day because I have a very set routine, and so I felt like day to day wasn't. Uh, different so i might jump into like weekly vlogs or something like that but similar to terry i i love just being outdoors and experiencing nature even though this part of the country isn't my favorite in terms of the style of like hiking or kind of nature things that i like to do i really like a lot of like elevation change and um kind of pretty aggressive hikes in terms of incline But I I always love being outside. There's a lot of waterfalls down around in this area and lakes and those kinds of things. So being outside is always fun.
0: Definitely. That's basically what our brand is all about. Being outside, wandering the country, having a good time,
2: experiencing
0: new terrains and new cultures and all that stuff as well. So, um that is going to basically wrap it up here. Before we get to the end here, I want to look to the future. So, like you said, you guys are in Arkansas. What's going on there? It looks like we have the Vintage Open, a Disc Golf Pro Tour Silver Series event. I'm not familiar with this one. Have you guys Are you guys familiar with this tournament or the course, or is this your first time out there? So,
1: this is my first time out here. I was going to play it last year, but then COVID happened. So, I had to pretty much pack up my things and head home. But, uh we played the course yesterday and the day before and it's a lot of fun the course is the course is pretty sick it it has some very challenging holes but i definitely feel like i'm going to play pretty well there if it's not stupid windy
2: yeah i was i was here in uh in 2019 i played this event and this course is really fun. It has a huge, wide range of shots. I feel like you throw almost every single shot you have in your bag on all sorts of different distances. And it's just really beautiful property down by, I don't know if it's a lake or a river. It's a pretty big body of water that runs right down. A lot of elevation change. It's its a beautiful course.
0: Awesome. Sounds like a fun little track to play. And you'll be in Arkansas for the next couple weeks with the Jonesboro Open going on after that. Everybody should be familiar with that tournament. And then the big old DDD, or DDD, the DD Open National Tour event back in Emporia. Um, And then you guys kind of just go all over from there. So out of, let's say, I'll give you the next five tournaments. So we have the Vintage Open, the Jonesboro Open, the DDO, the 303 Open, and the the uh, otb open that's for you tristan and uh, for you terry to substitute the mid-america open what is going to be the most uh the tournament you are most excited for out of the next five
1: um my guess is going to be either vintage and then mid-america if mid-america open like even happens because there's Uh, a lot of flood that course is it's it yeah. floods a lot like if they get any rain you can't play the course so it's yep.
0: and you're speaking of um, Minim- harmony bends yes
1: harmony bends yeah it's uh it's of a course. fantastic course i really like playing it it just it kind of sucks that it's in like a danger zone of from flooding every single time it rains yes. so that i mean yep. but then i mean if it if we have nice weather here for the vintage open i'm Going to be super excited to play. I just, I'm a fair weather golfer. I don't like playing in the rain. and <laughs> Oh, definitely. And who does? And when it's windy, it's just disc golf becomes not as fun because you're throwing the same disc on every single hole. So it kind of gets yeah. boring for me.
0: Takes a lot of patience. Yeah. Takes a lot of patience in the wind and the rain. And like I said earlier, just knowing your game, knowing what to do. So. All right, what about you, Tristan, out of the next five tourneys? Which, well, which so you said you p- hoping to play the Jonesboro. So out of the next, let's say, four after that one.
2: Short and sweet, the the first event I'll be able to play back is going to be my favorite tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Easy, <laughs> Easy, answer.
0: Easy answer. way out. But, I mean, I, I assume you'd be excited to play the 303 Open back uh, in Colorado if you're able to do that.
2: Yep. Yeah, and DD D- D- Open, nice. I really really enjoy uh, Country Club. That's one of my favorite courses, honestly, just in terms of the the length and the 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 skill of shots you have to be able to throw there. So I'm I'm always excited to be in Emporia too, because that's kind of a the trilogy home base with DD and everything. So that's going to be a fun one.
0: Right on. Yes, I will. I now get to see you guys out there. I'll meet you in person, Tristan, for the first time yep. out of the DDO. I'll be there on Saturday for their block party. Looking forward to that. Nice. Try to sell some of you guys' gear. We'll have both of your shirts available by then. Awesome. Uh, that's the. I think May first is their is their block party. If you guys they have what, like sixteen hundred amateurs or something like that yeah, playing. Yep. So they, it's also also the Cinco de Mayo party too this year. So yep. really looking forward to it. Doubled up Rex. on the same day.
1: And the the DDO block party was not it was canceled last year. So I never this this yeah. will be my first one. It's so. gonna be
2: extra big this year, probably. I'm, I'm stoked. Yes. I
1: bet they oh my gosh, I bet they have so much going into this year. So
0: Yeah. It's I I'm sure it's gonna be fantastic. I've never been either, even though it's only like four four and a half hours away I'm um, looking forward to getting out there and just having a good time meeting a bunch of people and hopefully getting some sweet gear into some people's hands so that is basically going to be episode four thank you guys so much for joining me we're going to call it a day I hope you guys get out and be a wanderer peace out thank you guys see you guys Thanks,